Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Did You Bring Earplugs? My name's Julian Suga. Julian of the Suga variety, that is. Who else is in the room with me? Oh, shit, we forgot to introduce Phoebe in the last episode. Yeah, Phoebe, she's pissed. I'm so Don't let it happen. sorry. Is she not here? Is she here? She could be out canoodling. Canonering? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Converging. Yikes. Right, because she is in that band with Connor Robbins. Anyway, um, so Julian's here. Phoebe's here. Maybe. Who else is here? I'm here. My name's Michael. I'm here, I'm Sasha. I'm here, I'm Jillian. Hi, Mike, Sasha, Jillian, Phoebe, me. Uh, so what are we talking about this week, this episode, this conversation? Thing, yeah. Uh, we all went to a few shows, some together, some not together. Yeah. It's been a busy couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why don't we start off by talking about the show that we all went to together for our very own Jillian's birthday? It was my birthday! birthday. Yay! Yay! I turned 21. Congratulations. Thank you How so does much. it feel? Oh my God. Um, it feels really legal. So Nice, yeah. nice. So you bought some some booze yeah. beverages. Uh-huh. You got a uh, a pack of luckies. Yep, a porno mag. Mm -hmm. You voted. You voted. <laughs> voted. <laughs> Yeah. You enlisted in the military. I did. All things that you were not allowed to do before the age of 21. I signed up. <laughs> nice, nice. What branch? Uh, actually, the Marines. Wow, hardcore. I love sea creatures. So. <laughs> and killing them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With American made guns. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so we all went to see the band Radiator Hospital. Yeah. Radiator Hospital. Radiator Hospital. Thank you for correcting me. At uh, Chicago's own Sleeping Village, mm -hmm. a new-ish venue that uh, I think a few of us hadn't been to before, but that I think we all really liked, question mark? Yeah. 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 Loved the venue. Woo. Venue gets 10 points. Um, Only 10? Well, 10 out of what? On, out of, on out a of scale of 10. Okay. So ten out of ten. Each each point accounted for. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked that. There's like a little bar area outside of the like venue, so you can go there on a normal night. I'm guessing then too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the actual space is nice and small and intimate. Not too small. I don't know. I really liked it. I yeah. can't wait to mm -hmm. see more things there. Told told yeah. Um. So Radiator Hospital had a few openers. Yeah. Um. The first of which was. Outer spaces. Outer spaces. To feel the void loneliness. Polish that old stepping stone and take it with you where you go. You won't let go. You won't let go of my line. You won't let go. You won't let go of my line. Boy, were they good. Ooh. I liked them a lot. Yeah. Holy I really, really liked them. I thought we were there to see them at a certain point. I was like, mm -hmm. how are these people opening? Yeah. yeah. They were really good. Incredible. It, it definitely felt like uh, the uh, the opener upstaging uh, the subsequent two acts a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of comparison points for artists that we already listened to, but mm -hmm. something uh, pretty unique. Yeah. Um, I was getting definite um, like Big Thief vibes yep. from them, yeah. but Absolutely. with a little bit more rock and roll Americana, a mm -hmm. little more overtness in, in those two areas. Right. Um, I think at one point you compared the vocal styles to Angel Olsen. Yeah, Angel oh, Olsen. I can hear that, yeah. And the music itself, not the vocals, but mm -hmm. to almost first aid kit-ish. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the vocals to Angel Olsen, but a lot more upbeat mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, rock and roll Americana. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, the the two guitar- so the lead singer um, also shares lead guitar duties with her other guitarist. I, they were they were trading off back and forth. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes rhythm, sometimes lead. But um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of talent going. She on was so the band. solid. Yeah, just yeah. so great. I loved her voice. And the guy from Radiator Hospital plays in that band too. Oh yeah, he was the bassist and offered yeah. and offered background vocals. And yeah, their their yeah. vocal styles really complemented one another. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. And the yeah, the uh, so. <laughs> To uh, spoil a little bit of our later conversation, he he has a very mm. nasally shrill voice. Shrill and high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of the lyrics during his performance were kind of shouted at the top of his register, but it felt like when he reined in a little bit, there's a there's a pleasant quality beauty, to his voice. Yeah, yeah. some beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think uh, <laughs> how many followers did you say that uh, Outer Spaces had him had? Just under two thousand. Yeah, so they like, need whoa, a really? lot more. Yeah. Wow. So outer spaces. We we are we are here officially evangelizing the music of outer spaces. We don't know anything about them. I think so. You know, yeah. like uh, forgive us if, if, if like their drummer is like a per- puppy murderer or something or yeah. uh, you know kitty kicker. Um, oh no no no. He won't have it. No. no. Wouldn't yeah. support him if they had yeah. a kitty kicker. Um, but as of right now, we are blissfully ignorant to any terrible things that they've done, and we just really like their music. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next opener was. Is he true? Is he true? Is he true? Is he? Is he true? Is he though? Or is he false? Ah. Uh, so, Is He, he True is a local band. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, there was a lot going on with that performance. So much. Um, I started out really enjoying it, and then I think I quickly got to where everyone else was, it which was, was just kind of pill. feeling inconvenienced by it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. get why she tuned her guitar for literally every single song. Were they really. Was she strumming that hard where she would get out of tune within every song? Yeah. I, I don't know. That wasn't Just really the part tuning. that annoyed me. <laughs> um, it was... So, the lead singer of Izzy True was very loquacious in between songs, and I'm sure it's probably a byproduct of something... Um, where she's probably just very nervous and anxious on stage, yeah, and the way that she dealt with it was by just kind of like word vomiting for a really long mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. which at first was really funny and kind of endearing, but then it just kind of augmented the time of their set. And like a stream kind of, of consciousness that just kept going and mm-hmm. going and going. Yeah. And like I couldn't tell if it was serious or not. Like at one point she told the audience to get involved with like ice monitoring around local neighborhoods, yeah, but yeah. it was hard to take really seriously and really understand what she was saying when it was just kind of jammed Jumbled. in between uh, a mono, bunch of like monotonely. Yeah. 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 It was I mean, of course we all wanna do that, but you know, just kind of weird timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a good voice though. Yeah, the music itself was a little all over the place. I, yeah. The thing that really stood out to me, and I, I couldn't discern whether I liked it in the moment or not, but it was the bass. Mm-hmm. Like, the bass sounded really detuned, and, like, the strings were really loose, so there was, like, a lot of rever- reverberation, like, slapping on the strings. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to believe that in some way, shape, or form, that was an intentional move, because, like, their their music was this kind of, like, push and pull between the more melodic parts and, the like, the uglier, screamy parts. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was just kind of abjectly 
like unpleasant mm-hmm. um, at times. True. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bassist did, however, for a few songs, play every um, instrument known yeah. to man. <laughs> yeah. Sixty well, instruments like at once. George from the Wedding Singer. <laughs> well, like specifically though, the uh, the big big dad saxophone, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I think I remarked to Jillian that it looked like a saxophone that had eaten another saxophone. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, it's like and four I, saxophones yeah, on that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bionic saxophone. Yeah. Uh, it's a saxophone that if you press a button correctly, four other saxophones come out. <laughs> And for um, the people just like slither out of it and start playing. <laughs> Slime out of them. It's a Matryoshka saxophone. <laughs> um, I, I really liked that element of it, but mm-hmm. it was it was kind of underplayed. And and, and I don't mm-hmm. think it was mixed exactly correctly yeah. in, in uh, on the night because it was a uh, what is what is the terminology, Jillian? Is that a bear, alto? No, alto is high. Alto sax or something like that. No, like a bar- baritone. Barry sax. Bar- mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it was just the it was really low in the register, and it it wasn't mm-hmm. always detectable. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I th- that's a band that I think with some uh, some practice and some like like to their own confession, um, that was the largest room they had ever played to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think um, not super enjoyable on the night. We were also all exhausted and just like yeah. kind of waiting for the main event to to happen. Um, and you know, as it as it happens with openers, they can often feel like they're just getting in the way of you seeing the band that you want to see. Yeah. Um, I like I like the drummer, kind of. Yeah, that was yeah. Probably the, for me, the best. They were very, yeah, they were, yeah, they were manning the the yeah. merch booth as well. And mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 solid. Um, but the the man of the hour, who were the all there to the see, Mister Rad E. Ader Hospital himself. Just mm-hmm. say the band name regular. <laughs> I, regular. I can't. Every I, single I can't. band it's name impossible. You can just say it correctly. Radiator Hospital. It took a lot. It took a lot out of me. Yeah. Um, so Jillian, this this is a this is a band or artist that that you're that familiar with that you love that didn't exactly do it for you. On the night. No, I love Radiator Hospital so much, and I have for a few years. Now. Yeah. What's what's your history with them? Um, I <laughs> found out about them because Girlpool covered one of their songs mm. called mm. "Cut Your Bangs," and mm. I loved it so much that I just listened to it on repeat. It felt like for maybe a week straight. And, and when you go into a salon, you just have it on, you know, keyed up on your phone. Yes. Right? And you just play it. <laughs> yep. So then I, like, looked up live performances on YouTube and saw that it was a cover. And I was like, what is that a cover of? I thought that they wrote it. Um, and then I saw Radiator Hospital. And I was like, well, I want to hear what the original sounds like, which was vastly different. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. but I still loved it. And then I just dove into their discography and loved pretty much all of their songs. Um, I had a ticket to see them last year. <laughs> And made the mistake of going on punk time, which is normally like music starting an hour later than you think it's going to. At least 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. And so I got there and apparently it was a show that ran completely on time because by like 830 or 9 o'clock, the entire show was over on a Friday. Yeah, that's very strange. (laughs) Insane. So I was really (laughs) bummed about missing it and especially missing it before they put out another album because I wanted to hear all my favorites from like the original two. 
Extra disturbing because that either means that everyone was sober or relatively sober Mm -hmm. or that their inebriation, it was just like a perfect Venn diagram of when they were reaching like their (laughs) peak functionality of inebriation and that show was occurring. Yeah. Yeah, It was just a bad alignment of moons for you. It truly was. (laughs) I was heartbroken. I was like, I really missed Radiator Hospital. But then I saw that they were coming back for five bucks at a venue that I really wanted to see, Dollar Beer Night, which did not hurt. Um... And it was cool to see him playing in a, another band, um, mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. So Good, right? Outer Spaces. Um, and they just put out a new album, I think, a few months ago. So I expected some new music. Um, but as soon as he got on stage, we realized he didn't have a backing band at all, which yeah. was okay. Yeah, and so so I only listened to the new album before going to the show. And the, the new album is, is it's a full band, and it's it's much more upbeat and energetic anyway, like the full yeah. band compositions. And yeah, what we got that night was uh, not that. Not that. Just him. It was just him standing up there solo, and I was like, well, this can still be good. Um, but the thing you don't realize when you listen to someone who has a very unique voice, mm-hmm. as he does, is that listening to it live is so different than hearing it Locked mixed. in a room. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. In a small venue when it's very late at night. It was such a late show. Like, mm-hmm. We got the show started at 9.45. Actually, yeah. Yeah, because it was supposed to start at 9.30. I think it actually was actually even closer to 10. Yeah. Yeah, this show was definitely running on on, on slight punk time. Yeah, slight, very slight And it was late on a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. And we were all kind of tired, and he got on, and he just started singing in the highest. He started wailing. It was Wailing at the highest register. Um, like, like there were times when he was so far back from the mic, yet his voice on the PA yeah. was still so loud that I was like, this is uncanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't tell because this was my first time seeing him if he was just checked out. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like in maybe the end of a long tour, he's just tired. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say that. And, the, and they did specify by saying this was the end of a long tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he just seems like exhausted, which yeah. I get. Um, but extremely low energy and then he was playing all new songs i got to finally listen to like two of them that i wanted to hear but afterwards he kind of like i don't want to say pouted but he was like Ugh, everyone likes the songs i write um or my oh, least favorite yeah, songs are yeah. the ones that everyone else likes yeah he got really yeah. down on himself after yeah. a room full of people sang lyrics yeah and they're great songs yeah, I, I, I got the feeling that maybe not uh, that a large people portion of people who were there that night were somewhere on your level in terms of um, the actual performance not matching up with their expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like that's that's it happens. But it, it's also tough, like especially if it's not announced as like acoustic solo performance or something like yeah. that. You know, you're, you're even going then I would, I would have still gone because sure. I love his songwriting and I do love his voice, but just the way he was wailing that late at night and just songs I didn't know as well, which is on me. I should have listened to the new album a lot yeah. more, but I just always, I always think that the, if a new album is put out, that there's going to be like maybe 60% new album, 40% mm-hmm. old songs that you really want to hear. And it was definitely like 95% new songs and 5% like, I guess, old ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't account for the the oddness of his performance. Um, yeah. I, I I asked you afterwards if if his kind of mush mouthedness is something that that features often into his music because there were there were a few songs even early on in his solo performance where 
words just kind of started falling into one another. Yeah. And it was really hard to understand. Um, yeah. And then that combined with his sort of um, his grating vocal style, at least on its own. Yeah. It was it was, it was difficult. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How much longer did it go when we left? Not I mean, that much longer. Not, he didn't play that long of a set. Yeah. I would yeah. say like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the openers had a half hour and he played 10 minutes longer than the openers yeah, did. Wow. Yeah. And then the, like, the last song he put down the guitar and was just singing. Yeah. And oh. then it was like a very unceremonious end. He was just like, all right, that's it. And literally just started like unplugging things. Yeah. Like, like, like literally oh, saying. Oh, wow. He sang it a cappella, but like in a way that you thought he was maybe humming along to a song in his head. Mm. And like before starting the next one or something like that. And then it kept going and going. And you're like, oh, wait, he's actually singing one of his own songs just wow. without anything. And mm. this is happening. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, like and you said, he started, like he started tearing shit down. It was like, oh, okay. So we're really not getting like an encore or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, like he even walked on just like, all right, I'm going to play a few songs. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. It, it would have been amazing yeah. if uh, the encore, he came back with his whole band like everybody right. was expecting. <laughs> and then played two songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> even two. Yeah, yeah, but even two, like, with the full band. Yeah. yeah. I've been fine with that. Well, I guess we should say, something. though, dude from Radiator Hospital, uh, we hope you're all right. Yeah. We hope that you were recovering after your long hope tour. you took a nice big nap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll, we'll see you next time you're in town. Maybe mm-hmm. with the whole band. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Would still see you again. Still love him. Still love all of his music. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that that's a very unique experience seeing him a solo acoustic performance at such yeah. a small venue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can you can flex that. your so your hipster bona fides. Yeah, that there way. you go. You know, Perfect. When he, when I need that. Yeah. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, I know. I we know. all do. Um, so important. So, Sasha, Mike, what did you guys go and see? Oh well, so on the same day you, uh, wow, sorry, sorry, let me start over. <laughs> on the same day that you saw the show, on July thirty first. Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. So Mike and I, um, that weekend uh, was Lollapalooza. And as you know, Lollapalooza does a lot of after shows, pre-shows. And from time to time, it looks like it's now going to be a a regular occurrence. The Metro hosts um, like a a band or an artist that's a little too big to play at the Metro. but I guess it's tradition now, so it's pretty cool. Um, so we saw the guy uh, and his band, Hosier. Mm. Wait, the guy, Hosier, and his band. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Hosier. Yeah. Yeah. I could never define all that you are to me. So move me, baby. Shake like the It's reasoning made lucid and cool I know it's no improvement When you move, I move At the Metro. Um, and, and this is your... Uh, this is my fourth time. Fourth time. <laughs> wow. And this is Mike's second time. No, third time. And it's all my fault. Sorry, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all three times. <laughs> Fool um, me once, shame on me. Hose me once, <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> Close me down, twiddle DD or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he also had an opener 
um, Kelly Rose Hogan, Gray. who I think is from Chicago. She's not from Chicago. Always She's from like around the area. All the way down, messages you wrote were to be read along. A laundry list in a clenched fist, never meant to be shown. Can you read my mind? Then how was my day today? Ask the river to divide. What does the river say? Flash up. Um, she does a lot. I think when she performs, she does a lot of covers, um, and they just did some covers. It was her and this um, other uh, local Chicago band called Ohm. You up the movie to the part where they all sink and drown. You don't know it. You don't know it. You don't know it. But they know that you won't ask them how. Cut down the branches, make a twig out of the family tree. Up and the roots and send the ashes to infirmary. You don't know it. Um, I think she sings on her own. I think she will have like friends come out with her and like learn a few songs and sing. I've and definitely they also seen like local posters song. and shit for. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, for sure, I definitely have as well. But yeah, they mm -hmm. they they actually, uh, fun fact, uh, one of the members of Ohm um, is friends with Michelle Zoner. She actually played with her at Lala, I think that Friday. Um, she played violin for like a few ac acoustic songs. I guess they do like they host some people for Lala to do things like that. So, yeah, and they were they were hanging out at Parsons too. God damn it! Oh. Yeah, fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> damn it! You know. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know if I have a lot to say. I. It was a great set. Um, yeah. It was really cool to see him in that venue, and he seemed very excited because I think the first time he played in Chicago, he played the Metro, mm -hmm. um, like five years ago, six years ago. So, um, how big is his band? There is seven. There's nine of them total. Wow. Wait, no, eight of them. Eight of them. That's a packed stage. Yeah, it yeah. was like I know they have like two piano keyboardists, and they were like one of them was like they were cramped in their cramped corner. Into yeah. the corner, I felt a little bad. Like you could barely see. Um, I think his other piano player's name is Cormac or something. You could barely see him. He was like completely on stage, basically. Yeah, you just saw a bit of his head popping yeah. out from yeah. behind <laughs> the, the grand still over piano. Here piano. <laughs> My name's Cormac. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, it was fun. It was the the sound was great and like yeah, it, it, it was great. It was uh, antithesis to Deer Hunter show <laughs> that I saw. Yeah, you know, a couple a weeks before that, I've the sound it. was wonderful. But mm -hmm. I think that's because Hosier had his whole. Whole, crew, own yeah. whole sound crew, yeah, mm -hmm. and they were real on top of things. Yeah, yeah, sounds like they they just are on top of things. Nice. Um, so, did you get the sense that this was like, um, like, like he didn't feel burdened by having to play a smaller venue? Oh, no. it, was just, it was just kind of like tell. a fun excursion for totally. what's probably like a pretty big, Where, yeah, yeah, venue tour. Yeah. Totally, well, like he, he loves Chicago. Apparently, he does. Yeah, he just kept saying that the whole time, just because <laughs> of all the musical influences on his, his life from Chicago. Like? 
I can't do a good Irish accent. It's Irish. I. Uh, but is he like? I, is he like soft spoken? He's very yeah. soft spoken. Oh. Well, when I met him, he has like a very like. I had to put that in there, by the way, that I met him. Um, but I, <laughs> when I did, like I feel like I could barely understand him, so I had to lean in a little bit to listen. To uh-huh. him. Yeah, that's why. And he's in. he's also uh-huh. very tall, so like I'm like leaning up as well. Like I, I couldn't understand <laughs> it, so I had to lean in with my lips on his <laughs> with, with, my, with my lips pouted to show that I had his attention. Yeah, I yeah. can I can hear him that well, so I, I kept doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly put my arms around his neck, yeah. you know. And he stopped constantly, just with awkward silence. He loved it. With the pouting, um, pouting lips. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, he's a what 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 else were you saying? I forgot what else you were talking about. What his Irish accent? Oh yeah, I'm a I love Irish people, so. Yeah, we got there at a he, good time too, and we got pretty far up. What like three? Lanes mm-hmm. back, if that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd say we're a good three. Like, if it was rows, be like third row. Yeah, you got got some good shots for our yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Check so those out. What's a what's a hosier crowd like? <laughs> this one was way chiller than I think any any one I've been to. It was um, a mix too. It yeah. wasn't just a bunch of young girls. Yeah, it seemed like this was like a surprisingly older crowd than than like the last time we saw them. Um, like when, when we saw them at, in Madison, it was a lot rowdier for sure. There was a lot more young people around us and there were a bunch of children screaming in Mike's screaming, ear. <laughs> screaming banshees. <laughs> yeah. But he does, he does command that kind of like, like it's a lot of like screaming women. You would th- like, honestly, it's not, but I think that, that was like that for me, like I'd say the Metro show is chiller probably just because everyone was a little older, but like the other times I've seen him, the crowd is actually, it seems like it's a lot of couples hmm. and he has like a really big, like lesbian following. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's because of the way he sings about women. Like he doesn't degrade he, and like, I don't some, know. He has some heartthrob songs though. He know? does, of course. But one. like, like but no, he, he does. You should like Google like Hosier le- lesbian following. There's like a whole, <laughs> Thing I'm sure I'm that. sure on Tumblr about it about how pose your lesbian <laughs> pose your lesbian that's it. Um, it might just be one of those explicable inexplicable things like Morrissey's mm-hmm. Hispanic following. Yeah, where it's like it's where it's like this makes a certain thing. sort of sense, but like the <laughs> magnitude of it is yeah. surprising. Yeah, totally. Hispanics like preachy vegans. Is that it? Uh, no, I, need I, to get on that. I need to market myself. I, I used to know more about it. I, I don't anymore. But there, there's straight up a a Morrissey convention in LA Ugh. that is like ninety percent Hispanic. That's oh yeah, awesome. no, fuck Morrissey That's forever. That's all people yeah. I'd like to avoid, to be honest. Not to like hate on Morrissey fans. Uh, but mostly just yeah, Morrissey. that did sound a little bit like you were like, I'm going to avoid Hispanics forever, so let's take yeah. that one again. But <laughs> I also understand that you're speaking about Morrissey fans. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are preachy vegans, I'll be honest. There's there's a dude that my gym that I've seen twice wearing a Meat is Murder tank top, like but like a scoochie t- or like a scoopy tank top, like wow. a workout oh, yeah. tank top. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. With like the big, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and it's like a, it's optically weird. Like mm-hmm. an aggressive message in a way because it's on a, you yeah, know, a cut off yeah. shirt. It's like, yeah, you're, with you're blasting your delts, but you still stand Morrissey, huh? All Meet right, it, I guess. Meet is murder, bro. No, right. Th- yeah. right. <laughs> hey. Anyway. Hey, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, any, any final things you want to say about who, I was about to say, who's your, why who's can I air? not just say, Hoosiers. who's your, who's your, <laughs> is it Hosier or Hosier? Hosier. Like Hosier. Like Hose the Air. Yeah, Hosier. Hosier. Yeah. 
Um, at Metro? Yes. Um, this won't mean anything to any of you, but <laughs> he closed with a song that I wasn't expecting him to close with. Like, like usually they he does the bow with the band and then they're off and that's it. But they had a little more time and he closed with this song that's just like an acoustic song. Um, and it was like a very nice, just a, ni a nice closer that like I think nobody was really expecting. It was very tender and like very intimate. Um, and that song is a really intense song. It's about like domestic violence and stuff. So it's it kind of left like an interesting air, like mood in the air afterwards. But it was still very like does, very nice. Does he usually close it with like a like a? He banger? closes it with like either like take me to church or work yeah. song, which are like the bangers that everyone likes. So mm -hmm. it was a nice it was a nice surprise. Feels her. like a conscious this is a Lala after party mm -hmm. type type move. I mm -hmm. think people were still happy though. No, like, I know. I was there I, yeah. outside or out, out front waiting for you, and I saw people, all the people walking out, and everybody seemed happy. Oh, no, like yeah, pleasantly happy is what I mean. Like yeah. it still left like an interesting, like pleasant mood in the air, but it was still like not somber, but just like we weren't expecting that, but that was great. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. that's how I felt at least. Made me very happy. Nice. Yay. Um, so, oh, and sorry. Ooh, yeah, uh, nope. His opener is great too. I know we said that already, but she's great. She followed us on an, on Instagram. So, <laughs> Kelly Hogan, check her out. Shout out. We'll uh, we'll I link know. in the in the show notes. 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 Uh, so on that very same night across very town, uh, <laughs> I was at uh, the aforementioned Sleeping Village. I don't know why I pointed to you, Jillian. Not that you like own <laughs> Sleeping That's Village. That's me. I am. She you is the Sleeping the Village. Sleeping village. <laughs> um, I was uh, seeing a band or i don't know if anyway i was seeing uh nilia for yanya at uh, sleeping village uh who also had two really fantastic openers um so continuing with the trend of um artists trading roles um uh, their first opener is a band called lucy lou <laughs> two-thirds of Nilly Fur's uh, backing band, um, her guitar slash keyboardist, and her ba uh, background vocalist slash um, another saxophone player. Um, yeah, they were really good. They played this kind of like really dark, really like slow R&B type stuff. Um, yeah, the, and the guy had a really interesting voice, or, or not an interesting voice, but just a very soothing, like a very smooth voice. Nice. Um, and yeah, they had some jams. I, I don't remember really much specifically, except for that one song, um, kind of midway through his set, he said he wrote um, after reading about Eric Garner. Um, but mm -hmm. then it actually turned out to be one of the like one of his songs that slapped the hardest, which was a, a, a weird dichotomy, but a, a good yeah. song nonetheless. Um, and yeah, just the their vocal arrangements with him and um, the, the woman that he harmonized with were really nice. Uh, drums were very minimal. Um, but yeah, just a, like a nice unexpected opener. Nice. Um, they were unlisted, so we didn't actually know that they were going to play, but um, it was a nice surprise. 
the band that played after them was uh, so kind of the experience that we all shared with um, Outer Spaces. Uh, this was something that I was caught completely off guard by, uh, but really, really enjoyed, and that was the band Pix. <laughs> XX, um, uh, a fellow London artist, a uh, fellow to Nelly Friyanya, um, and they play this kind of spacey, sci-fi, post-punk, Joy Division-inspired, but also very feminist um, music, and um, <laughs> fuck, man, their stage presence was just really, really great. Um, so Pix is um, Hannah Rogers, uh, she's 21. And her backing band, which were a bunch of dudes wearing uh, different levels of crazy outfits, all accentuated with uh, just the biggest cowboy hats you've ever seen. <laughs> um, like, for example, their guitarist, I think, was wearing a uh, like a coral suit, but with no T-shirt underneath. And then, of course, the white cowboy hat. Um, God, they just they fucking killed it. Um, there's like. I can't describe the music any better, I think, than I already have. Uh, shit, what am I trying to say? Um, except for the fact that um, there were a lot of, like, lasers and beeps and boop sounds Ooh. that would have been silly, but just, like, would have been silly if they weren't used so well, but they, mm -hmm. they added um, kind of a campy flavor to the music that I really enjoyed. Um, and I don't know. I was just fucking blown away by them. They're really weird, but in a really fun, kind of intriguing way. Twenty-one. Um, yep. Wow. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I would just really recommend checking them out because they're they're pretty small. You, uh, I think they're going on. I think they're on a U.S. tour right mm -hmm. now. Um, but yeah, if you ever get a chance to see them, they're they're a really fun band to see live. Nice. Um, it did make the the transition into the headliner a little weird um, because Nelly Friyanya plays this kind of rock-tinged, uh, guitar-focused R&B. I'll pay the price Please don't leave It's up to me And I guess if we're talking about ages, Nelly Friyanyan is also only 23, um, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, this was her first headlining show in Chicago, which was really like a, a fun thing to be a part of, especially at, at a venue that I think we're all coming to like quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and you could tell that this was maybe her first... This was the you know the first leg of a, of, of a larger American tour because she seemed nervous you know in the mm -hmm. in between songs banter but once the music starts um she's just like an extremely confident guitarist um and interestingly enough like she doesn't um she doesn't use a pick pretty mm -hmm. much at all she finger picks a lot of her stuff and she's transitioning through finger picking and strumming in these really interesting ways but um 
Hosier also does that. Oh yeah. But I find it really interesting that when people don't use picks, actually. I yeah. I think it must speak to a certain level of virtuosity because yeah. like like Nelly for is what like was known for her guitar playing before she became like this fully fleshed out artist. Yeah. Um, and the way that she approaches guitar composition is kind of I think counter to a lot of what more vocal oriented R&B is, which mm -hmm. is it's the beat and the vocals. Right, Whereas yeah. guitar in a few of her songs take very much takes center stage and is kind of the, the bedrock that the, mm -hmm. the foundation that the rest of the song is built upon. Um, despite the, the, the lyrics and the vocals being very, very prominent. Mm -hmm. um, she's just a really amazing artist. I, I honestly yeah. can't wait to, to see where her career goes because her music is already so interesting that it's, um, you know, I'm hoping she can capitalize on on this like initial bout of creativity. Um, but yeah, her set was a fucking barn burner. She basically played uh, the entirety of her uh, debut album, which is called Miss Universe, um, as well as a couple of other singles that have been floating around in the internetosphere. Um, and her voice translates really well on stage. Uh, I was a little nervous because, again, her guitar parts are very technical and she sings and plays guitar, but um, it all came through really, really nicely. Um, and speaking of, uh, so two things, um, she did basically, she did a reworked version of the Pixies song, Hey, mm -hmm. which, um, was almost unrecognizable. But when I realized what it was, I like grabbed on to the person I was with and I shook them <laughs> by the shoulders. <laughs> um, and it was, oh God, she fucking killed it. And, um, very similar to, you said taking a bow at the end of the Hozier show, but they, they did a very like stage musical esque thing, which is mm -hmm. everyone came out from behind their instruments and like joined hands and did like you in unison <laughs> bowing, like mm. the three bows that you do before you leave stage that I thought I was very it. cute. <laughs> um, yeah, God, they, I, I really hope that, um, the band that she played with is like her touring band is like, mm -hmm. I, I really hope that they're involved in each other's music because I think they, they play really well together and the combination of guitar, like her guitar and vocals, um, her rhythm guitarist, and then her, her, um, her background vocalist who, like I said, also plays saxophone. Mm -hmm. I think there's something in that, in that synergy that, that makes really interesting sounds. Nice. Um, but yeah. Did you have a favorite song at all? Um, so yeah, two standouts, uh, Baby Blue, which is the song that she mm -hmm. opened her set with, and then um, Heavyweight Champion of the Year, which was either her closer or the like pre-encore closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Baby Blue, just because it's like, it's really, Baby Blue almost feels like it comes in in media res, because like you, you're dropped into a song that already sounds like it's occurring, mm -hmm. and then it just has this really constant um, like current like feeling to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the way that, at least in the album, the vocals are mixed during the chorus, it's, it goes from this very minimal production to this kind of very maximal vocal production, mm -hmm. um, which is weird for a song that sounds very forlorn, um, but it works. And uh, Heavyweight Champion of the Year closes out um, the album, Miss Universe, and it's, it's very prickly. That's not a word that, I, that, <laughs> that means much, but um, if you listen to the song, I think you'll understand. Um, it's a song that you almost want to skip to because it's at the end of the album, but listening to everything leading up to it makes it that much more satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are the two standouts nice. for me. Cool. Um, yeah, and it, that was my first time at Sleeping Village, um, mm. so it was just a really nice confluence of events. Um, yeah, awesome. perfect concert night. Cool. Yeah, I would nice. love to see her. Yeah, next time we'll, mm -hmm. we'll all go see her. 
Um, cool. Yay, shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do we, 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 what do we call this? Last, last week we called this segment, um, actually I think this episode might come out. No, this episode will come out second. So last week we called this segment, uh, um, Jams Fortnightly Divided by Two, but I feel like that's a little unwieldy. Do you guys want, do you guys have any like suggestions or like pitches for this segment? No. Opening up the floor. Jams Weekly. Jams for, Jams for the, for the weekly. Jams for the week. But spelled W E A K. Oh. oh, we're weak as fuck. Ooh, and then we can call our, our listeners weaklings. Yes, <laughs> like that'll be like their little like, cute like name designation. What's up, weaklings? We're ahead of ourselves, but hell yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, um, who wants to go first for jams for the week? I'll go. Sasha, um, take us I, away. I will with Angel Olsen's All Mirrors. recently um yeah that's the noise that is the noise um yeah i mean i don't really know what else to say except it's angel olsen and it's really good that she's black very happy to have her back we've missed her Mm -hmm. so so much um (sighs) that voice just every time I, i i can't even begin to put into words how what her voice like makes me feel i don't know there's just something about it um, it reminded me, the song reminds me a little bit of like a Bat for Lashes Yeah, song. that is on the nose yeah, as I was, fuck. I was thinking, especially because she's also back, um, but I was like thinking back heavy, for lashes. heavy, yeah. <laughs> back for them lashes. Um, oh, very man. heavy, heavy. the lid off the whole shit. <laughs> um, that one album, the one where she's like got her arms out and she's, which yep. is that album called? Um, I yep. loved, I was obsessed with that album. Um, very much harkens back to that album for mm-hmm. me. Um, really so, moody, really atmospheric. Mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, God, I, it's a great song. I I have not watched the video yet, but I've seen her looks from it, and yeah. Oh man. Oh, there's a music mm-hmm. video for it. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. she lost in the forest and like an eighties <laughs> theme no, forest? No, it's because so, that's, that's I could feel, feel that. I can see that. Yeah. That so I have a it's few a pet theories about like trends in especially like female led music lately mm-hmm. and one of them is channeling Italian horror which I feel that <laughs> Angel Olsen does in mm-hmm. the um, All Mirrors video and Mannequin Pussy does in the Cream video oh, um, nice. there's just a lot of these like very like two thirds shots that are like uh, they're just very eerie and mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. there's a lot of that going on um, yeah it's she, I feel like she's talked a lot about this album, like mm-hmm. more maybe than in, like preceding any other album release about like themes and kind mm-hmm. of what it means to her growing as an artist. And I think this was a very clever and very intentional um, initial single because it feels like it signals this like expansion of scope and, and ambition for totally. this album. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like her first two albums were extremely personal. Um, mm-hmm. My Woman felt like her statement 
or, or her making a statement as she was coming to understand her place in like this in in like modern music and mm-hmm. and especially uh you know as, as obviously a as a as a woman in in rock adjacent music and what that meant to her at the time mm-hmm. and this feels like a much more grandiose like very art like dripping with artistry type of thing um where um and and part of me dislikes the song for this but it's it's getting away from this like very pinpoint focus on her voice mm-hmm. where like the production is is taking up a lot more of the space in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that's a very intentional thing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, even if this album doesn't turn out to be as good, it's definitely... there's like It feels like there's just like a lot of ideas flying around, yeah. and that's really exciting you know, to get to experience from uh, an artist that I think we've all tracked throughout a good portion of her career. Right. For sure. I think she's killing it. I, I have high hopes for the album. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The video is fucking amazing. I have... B- Put it up on the big big screen TV because it's really yeah. lush. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Angel? Mm-hmm. Who next? Um, I'll go next. So just on that same note of artists, not pivoting, but just you know trying new things or building out their song sound. Uh, I uh, my song of the week uh, is Black Bowl. I'm sorry. What did you say? My song for the week is Black Bowl don't by the Song Bulls. of the w- I don't. We don't know what is song that, that a, is, Mike. We yeah, don't acknowledge don't. songs of the week. That's jams for the week. Yeah, jam- oh, my my bad. All right, let's edit that out. For uh, your jam for the week. My jam for the week is Black Bowl by the Foles. Um, it sounds. It Foles? I think it's just Foles. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the Foles. Foles. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry, Mike. It's okay. <laughs> I can't say anything. Sorry, um, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was just I was about to say something and interrupt him again. But <laughs> by laughing I interrupted. You just did it. I'm sorry. Go. Um, yeah, my song is Black Bull by the Foles. Or by <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You need to edit all this. I'm getting here <laughs> very irritated here. Um, my song for uh, my jam for the week is Black Bull by Foles. Quite a bit different than their previous uh, albums and sound. Um, it's very aggressive. Um, it really the meaning of the song is "Hey, don't fuck with me." Uh, and uh, the lead singer just wrote uh, the song as a quote-unquote blotting paper for that more precarious and brutish side of being a man. Hmm. So he's trying to channel like his aggressiveness. Uh, on stage, uh, but in a way that examines toxic masculinity, um, and not in like the best of light, but just, I guess, an alternative light. Um, mm-hmm. Not, I don't know. I guess, not sarcastically, but just more in a way of not tongue in cheek. Yeah, more tongue in cheek. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So, I mean, the song. I don't think he's trying to take it too seriously because one of the lines verbatim is. I saw you drink your kombucha, and it really don't suit you. Oh, 
Yeah, so I, well, it also rhymes with the previous line, which is something, something future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Jillian? Yep. Um, my song, my jam for the week, is Premonitions by Mia Solik. A point of track of it the album is called premonitions um and it's just like such a bop yeah i like it a lot too it's really catchy um <clears throat> the lyrics are great i think it's the opposite of the one that i mentioned last week which is like communicating to your new partner in a new relationship what you need um how she needs to be challenged and how she wants to i don't know Oh, it's like a deep dive if you really pull the lyrics apart and uh, I don't know sometimes I just don't even do that and the song, like the music behind it is so good I feel like she's like playing spoons and forks in the background <laughs> <laughs> wait like literally? yeah it's like there's like a bunch of clanking in it but mm. like melodic yeah. clanking I, did, I didn't hear that at all I'm gonna have to listen to it again no, especially for that but yeah I, 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 I agree with you I think it's it's a song about wanting to be held accountable for your successes and your failures yeah um, but that's interesting I, I didn't read it as a relationship thing I, I read it like she there is she is definitely addressing a third party in it but yeah. I almost felt like that was her addressing herself like looking in the mirror and saying it to herself like huh. like recognizing that she is on a path of progress and and advancement but I mean to the to the text of the song, even in the lyrics, like she acknowledges that there will be backslides, that you know, right. progress isn't a constant, and that you know there will be failures along the way. But as long as she holds herself accountable and holds herself to a certain standard, then that that you can count that as a, as a success. Yeah. And her vocal performance in that is like she explores her range in a really interesting way. Yes, she sure does. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. Mm. Alrighty. Um, so this week, I'm going to cheat a little bit and recommend two songs. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so for my songs for the week, uh, two songs. Uh, the first two tracks off of uh, a new album by a band called Florist. I walk and I read, I spend time in the sea. their lead singer's own approximation is a quote-unquote friendship project. 
Um, they are from California via New York, um, and they are helmed by Emily Sprague. Sprague? Don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she releases music under her own uh, name, but also as a full band as Florist, um, except for this album, which is mainly just her. So don't know why I said any of that. Anyway, um, she's just like a really interesting folk artist who writes very kind of bare nerve lyrics. Um, and I just found them just extremely affecting. Um, the album in general explores aspects of grief and um, like spiritual explora exploration via your physical experience. Um, physicality has a lot to do with her exploration of self in this new album. Um, I think during the record or just before or just after, she moved from upstate New York to California, uh, which like awakened a whole thing in her. Um, and it's the type of album where very obviously by like the melodic structure and by her vocal delivery is like will make you cry at one or more junctures throughout your listening of it. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, not much more to say superficially than that. Um, her lyrics are fantastic. Um, they are very poetic in a way. Um, there's a part during the, uh, the first song, which is As Alone, uh, it's called As Alone, where she repeats As You Feel in the Dark, which on the first recitation, um, she's talking about um, how she feels in the literal dark, like in the literal lack of light. But as she repeats it, it starts to take on a different meaning, which I took to be like, as you feel around in the dark, like as you're trying to progress, you know, kind of through the unknown. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of stuff like that, like about duality and kind of um, cycles of life and death and things like that. Um, which is a good segue into the next song, which is called Moon Begins, um, that has this very affecting couplet that goes, uh, death will come, then a cloud of love. Um, yeah, obviously she writes about pretty heavy stuff. Um, I think in 2017, a couple of years before the album was released, her mom passed away, and that's mm -hmm. informed and really inspired a lot of her music. Um, there's even a music video for one of her songs. I don't think it's off this, this album, but it um, contains a little audio snip of her mom singing. Mm. Um, and yeah, a lot of it is dealing with Boy. that type of grief, um, but then also, you know, kind of placing herself in the world. Um, yeah, just a really interesting artist. She's been around for a while. This is her third album mm. under Florist. Um, <laughs> apparently the, the music that she releases under her own name is all ambient stuff, which... I can't get into ambient music, but this might actually be kind of an entree into that world because I think she's super interesting. Um, cool. So yeah, um, the album is called Emily Alone by Florist, and the songs are As Alone and Moon Begins. She's playing at Shubas tonight. She's playing at Shubas tonight, I know. Aww. With um, a really interesting Chicago <laughs> artist that plays the sitar, amongst other things. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be a good show. Um, anyway, folks, thanks you, thanks you. Thank you for listening for another week to Did You Bring Earplugs? Um, our theme song is provided by Modaf. Uh, they are a Chicago rock and roll band that you should definitely check out. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Or roll. They play both. Um, you can check out Modaf at <laughs> modaf.modaf. What did I say? Fuck, now I'm forgetting. Modaf. Modaf. Modaf.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram at Modaf. Modaf. Mo God damn it. Oh I'm going to second guess myself every time I say that. Modaf. Mo uh, the band. 
at Modaf the band. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at dybepod, and you can also email us at dybepod at gmail.com. Please do email us. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. Pretty, 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 please. Any parting words that you folks uh, in the room nope. have for our listeners? Pretty, please. Phoebe, anything you want to leave us with this week? All right. Phoebe's got nothing for us. I think the co-hosts have, have nothing for us. Uh, we want to get this AC back on. So we will just say thank you. And for another week, Good- goodbye. Bye. Bye.